Thank you for listening to this presentation hosted by the Durham University Center for Catholic Studies, a center for Catholic theology in the Public Academy. For more information, visit centerforcatholicstudies.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at CCSDHAM. The following lecture was presented in November 2019 at a conference on the Franciscan legacy a conference hosted by the Centre for Catholic Studies and sponsored by the Franciscan families of the UK and Ireland. This lecture by Pascal Robert is entitled Together on the Journey, Discovering Through Dialogue a Renewed Vision for a Better World. Good evening to all of you. I must say that it is a great privilege to be here for this great event and I have been really impressed by your enthusiasm and also renewed commitment for dialogue and for your efforts for harmony and peace in the world. It is significant for me because not long ago, last month, just a week ago, we had a similar kind of program in Istanbul. In fact, we are having this formation course for dialogue over the last 16 years. And friars from all over the world uh, come for this course, this uh, formation for dialogue, interreligious and ecumenical dialogue. And this year it has been even of greater significance for us. And we added a symposium where we also extended to the local church and people to join us, but also we ended the course with the, with the pilgrimage to Dermenta and Friar Gonale was with us and he shared the same incident with uh, Cardinal has shared. But this time we went there and the mosque is ready. But they have left two pillars out, so just uh, the presence of St. Francis can be felt when we went around the mosque and we saw these two pillars from the old church and also we were allowed to go in and we had a conversation uh, encounter with the Imam of the mosque as well as there was a Coptic monk who shared with us the whole incident. So it's a great privilege to come from that pilgrimage to hear, and in fact, I feel that it was not only the study friars and the friars from Istanbul, but the whole fraternity all over the world, and especially here, we are alive to this incident, and we are taking full opportunity to renew ourselves. My responsibility this evening is that we have heard a lot about this incident, how it happened, what our interpretation of this incident. And now we just heard Michael sharing different authors who have been kept the uh, spirit alive, maybe lonely voices, but they have kept this charism alive through their writings, through their presence, through voicing out that there are other ways of living together 
in spite of having different faith traditions, in spite of having different opinions, ideologies, and they have kept it alive till today. And that's why as we, after 10-11, as he has said, there have been a felt need and a greater effort to be made or to keep this charism even more alive in various parts of the world. Uh, we, we come together ready to encourage each other and to strengthen each other so that wherever we may be, we may always live to build bridges and to make efforts for peace and harmony. As I come from Pakistan, and it is last five years that I am in Istanbul, and as Cardinal said that Istanbul has been uh, a community which was started by uh, the Franciscans from Rome, uh, only with the focus of dialogue. Dialogue and to highlight this important charism of the Franciscan life, how to live along with Muslims, with mutual respect and understanding. So I would like to share with you today the efforts which we have been making, which makes this uh, charism special for us and for the people in Istanbul and also for friars all over the world. And as I come from Pakistan, I'd like to begin by putting the whole uh, theme in context by sharing how it all occurred to me as a very significant aspect of my Franciscan life. Few years ago, there was an ethnic clashes in, in Karachi, and it was during that that I went abroad. But when I came back, I took a taxi at the airport, and this was a driver who had a long beard, and in the taxi it was written, Yala Ya Muhammad. So I asked the taxi driver, how is the situation in the town? And he said, it is terrible, brother killing brother. So I said, what do you mean? He said, and he used a very abusive word, why should a Muslim kill a Muslim? And I asked, what should they do? He said, they should kill the non-Muslims. <laughs> so I was shocked and I asked him, how can you say that? Because it's in uh, your holy books that uh, the death of uh, the murder of a human being is the murder of whole humanity. And thus, killing a non-Muslim or Muslim makes a difference. And then he starts thinking. Likewise, there was a claim coming from bringing the pilgrimage from Makkah to back to that country, and there was an attack. And I was going to a church and there was an old man sitting in front of the church. He asked me, Father, you heard about the praying test? I said, yes. Is there any Christian on the list? I said, how can there be Christian? They were coming from the Hajj. He said, if there were no Christian, then it's all right. <laughs> so I realized that even we are living in 21st century, the effort or the gesture or the exceptional place and position which St. Francis took has great significance for us. Because even today, our indifferent attitude, our bias attitude, our discrimination is really affecting 
not only just where we live but affecting the whole world. So dialogue has become very significant. So we see today the challenge that religions face today is how to build a harmonious and peaceful life in societies that are racially, ethnically, linguistically and religiously pluralistic in their composition. Religions have realized that dialogue cannot be anymore just an option, but it's a necessity, it's an important. Thus, refusing dialogue would mean rejecting new relationships and choice to remain isolated. Thus, once we have recognized in other religions some sort of God, dialogue with them becomes not only a matter but a necessity. The other religions become allies to collaborate with and not enemies to overcome. And I think that's what St. Francis showed. Today, enlightened leaderships of all religions through various encounters have realized that dialogue enables them to participate in the realization of God's plan to the world. For the church, dialogue with other religions has helped to prepare the ground for interreligious actions to justice, for justice and peace, which has enabled the local churches, especially from where I come and other parts of the world, to fulfill their prophetic role more effectively. Because you cannot really resolve the world issues without really collaborating and cooperating and also challenging each other and reminding each other of our common responsibility. So what St. Francis, 800 years of encounter with Sultan has done, and especially when in the dark ages of crusades, uh, he took this exceptional decision to go and meet him, has helped, has resulted that they synopsically stood between them, they became friends. This uh, afternoon I was listening when we were saying whether the Sultan was converted or not. But I think what was important was whether he was affected by St. Francis' attitude, whether he was affected by the cordial gesture which St. Francis had, whether he was changed in his understanding, and I'm sure he was. Otherwise, St. Francis would have not returned. Uh, the way uh, rejoicing that they have done their mission. So they were able to create a space where the other was no longer a threat. Therefore, friendship and peace could be given a chance. What this has done, we didn't realize for a long time. And we thought that maybe it was just an individual a particular kind of incident. But over the years we feel that it has affected church. It has really created uh, an understanding for other religions which we can today say that rightly St. Francis had an impact on the church. For example, 
like uh, Vatican II and the document Nostra Aetate, which very clearly emphasized that this relationship in the past had its own problems, but this relationship uh, has gone through this revival, through this change. Although in the course of uh, centuries, many quarrels and hostilities have arisen between Christians and Muslims, this most sacred synod urges all to forget the past and to strive sincerely uh, for mutual understanding. And I think this surely was an uh, impact of St. Francis' encounter with Sultan, which made church over the years to reflect upon it and finally make that decision, a uh, change of heart for people to accept and to have the respect for people of other religions. And we see that uh, Pope John Paul II was inspired with such a uh, gesture of St. Francis when he invited the religious leaders to Assisi to pray together for peace. And we see that Saint, uh, he also mentioned this later. He also mentioned this later in other documents that uh, uh, we have to learn from that incident and continue efforts for this. And when this 25-year jubilee was uh, celebrated, we see that great efforts were made for that. And we see throughout uh, centuries, Franciscans in various countries have made effort. I will turn through it. So we can see that Franciscans throughout the world in various countries are making efforts uh, both in Europe as well as in Asia and Africa that they have kept this charism alive by making concrete efforts to promote uh, interreligious dialogue, to promote better understanding and to make concerted efforts to promote and to work together uh, especially with regard to creating peace and also helping uh, to restore the dignity of, uh, of ordinary common people. What we are doing in international community in Istanbul is very significant and I think very important because uh, the first form which we see of uh, Franciscan interreligious dialogue is really a very presence. Uh, also, uh, people are realizing through our hospitality, through our interaction, uh, what the community stands for. And of course, the first form of dialogue the community engages is a dialogue of living in an open and neighborly spirit, sharing with people the joy and sorrows of everyday life. For this, we spend a lot of time for learning the local language, the local culture and Islam. Uh, we also see the second form of dialogue is through our action. Uh, there are many refugees, there are prisoners, there are others who are suffering and underprivileged 
as the efforts are made for the community along with people of goodwill to work together for the uh, common good for people who are suffering. The third is very important as I said that every year we have uh, this interreligious dialogue uh, group from various countries and experts are invited to share their views from Christianity as well from Islam and friars who participate in these courses have the opportunity to, in, in, uh, to interact with these experts and to put their questions and they get first-hand information. Besides that, they also have the, the opportunity to meet the Dervish and others and together uh, we spend time to pray and interact and to know better about them. And lastly, we can say that uh, there are occasions when we uh, come together, especially the month of Ramzan, we are invited by the moms and they participate in our uh, in houses where we give iftar party. As well, we spend time uh, once a year with enemies, but also for the rich. And together, in the spirit of prayer, we know each other and we grow in our understanding by each other.